Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5 WRCH and 96.5 TIC. Our guests this week are Sarah Labarsky, Executive Director of Connecticut's Women's Hall of Fame, and Gina Clonan, Founding President of the CWHF. want to welcome both of them to our program today. Hello, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Morgan, and for for um, talking about the hall. My favorite, my favorite topic. And Gina, welcome to the program as well. Thank you, Morgan. I'm delighted to be here. I think that we should start with an introduction about what your group, what your organization is all about. I know that there's so much to talk about specifically, and as you know, we're coming up on your big anniversary, and we want to talk about that as well. But for anybody who might be new to hearing about what you guys do, or even for people who are familiar but uh, could use a little refresher, what is just an introduction on the Connecticut Women's Hall of Fame, what it is and what it's all about? Well, I'll start off. I mean, the Connecticut Women's Hall of Fame is all about educating the public around women's history and what women have contributed and what they um, have accomplished throughout time both currently and in the past. And our induction ceremony that's coming up on October 26th is the start of our fiscal year of adding more women into the Connecticut Women's Hall of Fame um, so that these stories are not lost in the test of time because we know that um, in recorded history, only 5% are women's stories and probably not even that. 0.5% are women's stories. So it is our mission to get those stories out there and to educate not only younger people uh, talking about the humanities, but also adults in the state of Connecticut and beyond. I mean, Gina would be fabulous about giving a little history of how this all started if you wanted to hear about that. Yes, Gina, please. Thank you, Morgan. So it's quite an interesting genesis. Uh, The Connecticut Forum, which I'm sure you've probably all heard of, which presents four interesting, relevant shows at the Bushnell every year on topics of uh, real importance to the general public. In 1994, ended their inaugural season with a show called American Women in Focus, Breaking New Ground. That show was moderated by Deborah Norville, and the panelists on that day were Faye Waddleton from Planned Parenthood. Billie Jean King, tennis star, 
Sarah Brady, who was um, promoting the Brady Bill for gun violence, Evelyn Goodman, a great um, comedic journalist, serious woman from um, uh, from our area, and Eileen Krauss, who is the highest ranking woman in the country in banking. And myself and my cohort, Dora Sugarman, thought, well, uh, the forum always built bridges in the community. So what we had as a national focus, we would take to a very local focus. And we thought, both being out of state, that we would just revive something that had been done, right? In New England, the original colonies, uh, bedrock of democracy, surely there was an exhibit about women. But lo and behold, there'd been nothing done in 300 years of Connecticut history to to recognize the achievements of women. So we partnered with Hartford College for Women at that time, Connecticut Public Television, and the Forum, and created the Hall of Fame, which was meant to be an auxiliary event and exhibit to that great show at the Bushnell. But what happened, Morgan, is really interesting. From that point on, we were besieged with requests from teachers, instructors, educators, and community groups who wanted more. They wanted curriculum, they wanted knowledge, they wanted uh, anything we could give them to promote women's history. So that's why 30 years later, we're still doing what we started out to do, to recognize and give public recognition to Connecticut women over centuries of history and to use their stories and their voices to educate and inspire young women and young girls. Gina, that's absolutely amazing, and congratulations on reaching this milestone. And I have to ask you, Gina, was this inspired or modeled after another similar group across the country? I know you said here in Connecticut we really didn't have this kind of program before your team, but I'm wondering, you know, did you notice anything like this in any other state, or is this a trailblazer group nationwide? Uh, Thank you. That's a very good question. It was actually inspired by the National Women's Hall of Fame in Seneca Falls, which is a wonderful institution, but very hard to get to and uh, doesn't have and still to this day doesn't have the kind of impact on local levels that something like the Connecticut Women's Hall of Fame can have. And when I called the National Women's Hall of Fame that year to find out if there were state halls of fame, they said something like, oh, yeah, a volunteer picked up the phone and said, oh, yeah, I think there are dozens. Well, we turned out to be the fifth or sixth. And to this mm-hmm. day, when looking at other state halls of fame, none of them do what we do at the level that we do it. And by that, I mean the educational programming, which goes above and beyond the actual induction of women or the recognition of uh, Connecticut's women over history. And Gina, I think there's one word in there that you said is especially important to highlight. You said local. We're learning about women who made an impact here in the nutmeg state. That's important for everybody across Connecticut to learn about our history. Exactly. You know, what's interesting, Morgan, is many of the women have had an impact beyond our state borders. Correct. Nationally and globally. And many of their stories were just never told. How is the Hall celebrating its 30th anniversary coming up? Sarah? Well, let's see. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, most of our celebration will be taking place at the um, induction ceremony at the Bushnell 
up in Hartford on October 26th, and we're trying to get as many of our current um, modern-day inductees to be there to do a walk of fame so that people can have a chance to to, um, recognize these women once again. Um, who have done so much, um, as Gina said, in the state and beyond. Um, We're also going to be um, recognizing the three founding partners that helped Gina and Doris so long ago to help establish the Connecticut Women's Hall of Fame. And we'll be inducting uh, four new people. Our theme this year is Women Who Build. And uh, we will be inducting four new people into the Connecticut Women's Hall of Fame uh, three um, modern-day women and one posthumous woman, um, all that had a direct impact on the state of Connecticut. Sarah, I'm sure that you really appreciate having the guidance, the leadership, the knowledge from people like Gina, who have been contributing for years to this organization, really since before it started. Oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, history is so important, and um Our history is important, and the history of all of these women that we'll be inducting are so important because when when um, young women are out there, they're they're looking for role models and they're looking for people to look up to. And so, our Hall of Fame is all online, and anybody anywhere can come onto our website and read the information about our inductees. We have 144 inductees currently, so after. Um, October 26th, we'll have 148, and uh, we're inducting Lisa Cortez, who's an uh, Emmy-winning film producer and celebrated director, Um, Laura Cruikshank, she's the University Master Planner and Chief Architect at uh, UConn, and then Carla Squatrito, who is the founder and former president of Carlos Pasta, which was a multi-million dollar food production company here in Connecticut. And our posthumous inductee is Regina Winters Toussaint, who is a trailblazing architect, and she's the former principal of Zared Enterprises and the only woman at the time in the state of Connecticut, any black woman in the state of Connecticut that had her own um, architectural business. So these are all important stories uh, for people to um, to listen to and to understand how these women made it, where how they made it, where they made it, and um, take some um, you know look look to them as maybe a pathway to where a young person might want to go. Sarah, how does your team determine who's to be inducted year after year? Because when I see on the website the names that are currently listed and the names that you just mentioned, even, they there are who's who already of great women who have made an impact in Connecticut. But, of course, there are more stories to share. There are more people to put in the spotlight and teach other folks about. So how do you guys go about determining year after year who can get inducted? Can I take that question, Sarah? Sure, go ahead. Um, Morgan, we have a very strict nomination process. And we, in our community, we have a group of consulting scholars. And in our community, we look for women of achievement. And then we truly look at their life, uh, that they've either been born in Connecticut or a lot of their, the, the majority of their contribution was completed while living in Connecticut, that they are trailblazers. 
We look for women of, of diversity. We look for the various fields, for instance, you know, some of the fields still to be claimed by women are STEM fields or military fields or um, astronaut fields. I mean, there are so many places that we're still breaking ground. So it's a strict process. There are a lot of incredible women in Connecticut, but not all of them can be inducted into the Connecticut Women's Hall of Fame. That sounds like a lot of research that goes into it, Gina. It is, and it always has been. We didn't, I think we pride ourselves in not being um, just a annual event that gives an award. We know what award ceremonies are like. They're here, they're there, they're forgotten. This is an event that really earmarks the women of achievement, tells their story, and then uses their story to promote the female leadership of tomorrow. Gina, do any stories in particular stand out to you? I know that they're all important, but maybe researching somebody and you learn something absolutely amazing that you didn't know about the person before um, or somebody where you thought to yourself, yeah, it makes sense to have them in the Connecticut Women's Hall of Fame and uh, that you're happy to have them there. Is there anybody in particular who stands out? Well, it's interesting that you should ask. In the early years, it was particularly difficult to uncover the stories of uh, American women in Connecticut of great achievement. And I was writing something this morning, and I was thinking about what is going on in the world today, which has us all with very heavy hearts. And I wanted to write something about peace. And I wanted to take a quote from a woman, because in almost everything we do, we try to go back and look at and use a woman's voice. And today, as I'm writing this email, I find this quote that says, and yield the torn world to an angel of peace. And it's by Lydia Huntley Sigourney, who is a Connecticut poet and author who lived from 1791 to 1865. And not many people know about her, but yet today, on this day in 2023, I found her quote so meaningful and so important to talk about what's going on in the world. Gina Clonan there, founding president of the CWHF, that's the Connecticut's Women's Hall of Fame. And my same question goes to you, Sarah, Sarah Labarsky, executive director of the Hall of Fame. Is there anybody who stands out to you, Sarah, somebody who makes you think to yourself, yeah, this is what we're all about? Oh, I mean, it happens every year, <laughs> as uh, particularly with our posthumous inductees. I mean, I'm always amazed uh, by our all of our inductees. But, you know, just um, last year we did women's, women in sports and we inducted a woman who was the first woman to form an all-black, all-female baseball and softball team. Her name was Coralie Bentley Radcliffe. I had never heard of her before. Many, many people had never heard of her before. But her story, she did this back in the 40s and the 50s, and you can imagine the racism and um, other difficulties that they encountered. So people like her all the time are cropping up. They're so brave, and they're, they step forward and they do what they need to do. Obviously, last year, our, our theme was sports. This year, it's called uh, our theme is women who build. So each year it's thematic 
and each year we uncover the most incredible uh, women because our committee, um, we always get somebody on our committee that knows uh, something about the theme that we're talking about. We don't just willy-nilly, as, as Gina was saying. Um, we have historians that are on the committee. We have current-day people who know about the theme, and we start to um, start looking around, and then all of this is passed um, our board and the board needs to vote on it before we can move forward. So, and um, people from all over the state or actually anywhere are, can nominate somebody to be inducted into the Connecticut Women's Hall of Fame. It's not a guarantee that they will be, but all they have to do is go onto our website. And we encourage people to do that because this is where we find uh, the women, particularly the posthumous women that we need to uncover their stories. Um, so I, I would encourage people to do that. How do you and guys? Might I say, Morgan, that that's www.cwhf.com, where you can find all these amazing stories and a nomination form to see that your woman of uh, history or contemporary woman gets considered for induction. How do you right. guys determine? And for the... our educational. Oh, go on. Sorry, Morgan. I was just going to also say all of our um, educational programs that we're doing in all the major cities in Connecticut and uh, out across the state are on our website as well, cwhf.org. I wanted to talk a little bit more about all of the educational programs that you guys offer. Is this available to schools? Is it available to community organizations? Like, let's say one of the town libraries wants to bring you guys in. Mm -hmm. Um, Where do you guys typically do these talks and help teach people about important women from Connecticut's present day as well as our past? Oh, we we do it almost every day of the year. So we have been doing the See It, Be It program for many years now. We're going into our sixth year at New Haven. We'll be up in uh, Hartford and, and um, uh, uh, Bridgeport as well, where we go in uh, virtually every month and give a women's history lesson. And of course, all of our curriculum is based around um, Connecticut, um, Connecticut educational uh, guidelines. And we also um, have our curriculum read by um, consulting scholars and other people in the educational field. So we know that we can hit it out of the park. We um, also do community groups through our talks on the road we're in um, many, many libraries across the state, so people should keep their eyes out. Or, or um, again, they can also go to info at cwhf.org and request that we um, bring one of our talks to your community group or to your library. Um, we also do a, a program called STEM FEMS that we direct towards middle school girls because we know that that's where their interest in science seems to uh, tank, so to speak. And so we bring we do these um, in person and bring them in contact with uh, STEM professionals um, that um, do a um, a little class for them. So the girls get to go around to three or four different of our partner different partners of ours and learn things uh, within the STEM field, like um, uh, learning how to do um, to how we um, combat erosion. Um, learning how we bring a drug to um, to the public, learning how, you know, through Pfizer. Pfizer is one of our um, partners, as is Medtronic, and many, many others that bring their expertise to the uh, girls that we have in these programs throughout the state. 
Are there any places that you guys have wanted to get into that you're working on getting into now for one of your educational talks or lectures? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we're constantly, um, you know, reaching out to people to see if they'd like to do programs right now. We're reaching out to a lot of universities across the state to do professional development uh, for um, young people, both men and women, who are going to be teaching um, elementary school in particular, because this is when Connecticut does a lot of their humanities pushes in the fourth and fifth grade, um, so that we can introduce them to our website, to the um, tools that are there for them to use and to help encourage them to teach women's history when, in fact, they become a certified teacher and get into the school system. Do you guys ever take part in using history as a way of motivating, in other words, going to places and doing motivational speeches? I know some companies bring in guests to do that kind of thing from time to time. Sarah? Yes, that would be through our talks on the road, and we have many different talks. We do a lot around diversity, equity, and and inclusion talks. We go into corporations and, as I said before, libraries, civic groups, all kinds of different um, organizations that would like to have us in. So all of those talks on the road are based on our inductees and their contributions. And um, it's about a 45-minute PowerPoint presentation that's interactive, that has video and all kinds of things. And we use women's history uh, to... um, you know, to speak about um, current and uh, past history. Sarah and Gina, we're down to our final few minutes here. Do you guys ever look for volunteers to help out? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Every minute. I'm sorry to laugh, Morgan, but, you know, it's one of the biggest challenges nonprofits face. We're very small. We have four employees, and uh, we, I, am, I am not an employee. Sarah is, but after the pandemic, a lot of our employees have had to cut back on their time given to the hall, and we would love more volunteers. And we have lots of interesting tasks that I think men and women alike would enjoy taking on. So, yes, 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 volunteers, bring it on. What kinds of volunteers are you looking for? Maybe that's a question for Sarah. Yeah, so we're, I mean, we always need researchers because, of course, we're always looking into history. So anybody that would like to help us research, we need um, periodically, particularly with our our modern inductees, we need to have their uh, bios um, updated periodically. So that takes a lot of time to do that, to make sure we have the most current information up on our website. There's all kinds of different ways we need people to help at the induction ceremony, um, you know, with setup and um, helping with name tags and things like that. Um, we also, uh, you know, we have a lot of volunteers through companies. So anybody out there that's listening that works in the STEM field, we're always looking for young female STEM professionals to be role models for the girls that we're doing our STEM femme programs with. So, yes, we've got all kinds of different types of things. Some of them are hands-on, and some of them are things you can do from the comfort of your home. Sarah and Gina from Connecticut's Women's Hall of Fame. Again, congratulations on making it to yet another induction ceremony and making it to 30 years. And in our last minute, where can people learn more, maybe the website or phone number, things like that? Yeah, I mean, people can go to um, cwhf.org to buy tickets for the ceremony. 
which is being held at the Bushnell in Hartford on Thursday, October 26th. There are still tickets available. Um, and they can always call the hall at 203-392-9007, and we'll be happy to help them. And Gina, any final thoughts on your end? I'd like to thank you all for having us today. It was a delightful conversation and encourage those who are listening to once again uh, look at our website, cwhf.org. Give us a call. Come to our 30th anniversary on October 26th at the Bushnell and support us as we support the great women of Connecticut and inspire the great leaders of tomorrow. It was a pleasure having both of you on the show. We'll have to talk again, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much, Morgan. Appreciate your time. And have a great day, everybody. Same to you. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.